I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is PsychHacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is why people self-sabotage. So this is a topic that has been requested by many people over the last several months, so I'm happy to finally be doing an episode about it. Self-sabotage is a really complex behavior, so I can't pretend that this explanation will cover every aspect of that behavior. That said, I do think that it speaks to, let's say, the emotional core of what self-sabotage is. And at its core, self-sabotage is a self-defense strategy. Let me explain what I mean by that. So you've probably been out at a bar on a Friday night, and at some point, you've likely seen a friend of yours take offense at something somebody said, and this guy jumps up and starts acting really aggressively and making threatening comments and gestures while you and your friends are holding them back from an escalating conflict. And the basic message of this guy's behavior is, hey man, you're lucky my friends are here because if they weren't, I would fuck you up. That's the message of his behavior. But the fact of the matter is, if that same interaction had occurred and that man was alone and he didn't have his friends there to hold him back, he almost certainly would not have jumped up and acted as aggressively as he did. In the first scenario, he was able to act more aggressively and to retain his self-image as a force to be reckoned with because he knew there was a limiter in place to restrain his behavior. And that limiter actually made him feel safer in that situation. And this is paradoxical, of course, because he was acting much more aggressively, which is a much riskier behavior. He felt safer, so he acted riskier. We see this happen in a lot of different contexts. For example, when people practice martial arts in pads, they suffer more frequent injuries than when they spar without pads. The pads give many people the false sense of security, and they end up putting themselves in harm's way, thinking that they're invulnerable. And by the same token, the strikers feel like they can add more force to their blows without consequence. And when you put two and two together, you have the perfect conditions for an injury. So what does this have to do with self-sabotage? Self-sabotage is basically a way of communicating, potentially to other people, but really to yourself, if only my friends weren't here, if only my friends weren't here, I would feel your blood on my hands tonight. If only I weren't being held back, you would see how powerful I really am. If only. Now, before I go any further, if you're liking what you're hearing, please consider sending this video to someone who might benefit from its message. It's word of mouth referrals like this that really help to grow the channel. And if you're thinking about going to grad school, of course, you have to check out my top rated GRE self-study program at StellarGRE.com. You can use the coupon code PSYCH for 10% off all membership plans. Now, in my little barroom example, blaming his friends for holding him back is a way for that person to protect his ego, which had recently been threatened, from a confrontation with reality. If those friends had not been there, and that man was acting a fool, and a fight actually had occurred, there's every possibility that he would have been handed his ass. And that would have been painful in more ways than one. Reality can be very painful and very humbling, especially from the perspective of the ego, which would prefer to believe that it's very powerful or very charismatic or very intelligent or very competent or very funny or very attractive or very what have you. Of course, when we actually are those things, 
we generally don't create obstacles in the demonstration of our virtues. But when we're not so sure, we're subject to protecting ourselves from learning the hard way that we're not as powerful, charismatic, intelligent, competent, funny, or attractive as we might think we are by avoiding contact with reality. And we do that by putting things in our way, like the friends in the bar that hold us back. That way, we don't actually have to fight and potentially lose. Self-sabotage is a way for folks to protect their egos by preventing contact with reality. Because reality will let us know just how powerful or intelligent or attractive we really are. And because their egos were prevented from coming into contact with reality, people can still operate under the fantasy that they are powerful or intelligent or attractive or whatever. The limiter prevents the potentially disconfirming experience with reality, which is why self-sabotage is protective. It's protective of the ego's narcissism. And this creates a measure of comfort for people, specifically the comfort of control. Self-sabotage allows people to control when they fail. And that makes people feel better. Because as painful as it is, to make themselves fail, it's still less painful than failing on someone else's terms, which can include trying as hard as you can and still failing. That would not only be painful, but it would disabuse them of the fantasies that they would prefer to continue to entertain about themselves, so it's at least twice as hard. And because they feel some measure of comfort, in being in control of their failure, self-sabotagers like the martial arts students who spar in pads or the guy being held back by his friends in the bar actually end up engaging in riskier behavior because they feel safer. And so we typically see people engage in risky behavior when they're self-sabotaging, abusing drugs and alcohol, picking fights in their intimate relationships, shutting down and withdrawing whenever there is a difficulty. And these behaviors allow people to preserve a fantastical self-concept by protecting their ego from disconfirming experiences with reality. Like I said, it's a fascinating phenomenon. What do you think? Does this fit with your own experience? Let me know in the comments below. And if you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. We're full of good content here at PsychHacks. You may also consider becoming a channel member with perks like priority review of comments or booking a paid consultation. As always, thank you for listening.